This podcast is a conversation between my girlfriend, Leanna, and I about our weight. This is not something that we are super comfortable talking about publicly. Um, We do have those conversations regularly, but it's definitely putting us out of our comfort zone recording and posting this podcast. Um, We are not intending, and I do not feel like we are thin shaming or picking on thinner people. It is part of the conversation, but it's about us, our weight, our experiences, um, how we view things, how we've been spoken to about them, what we've heard people say, um, all those things. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, Leanne is always a great conversationalist and we had a good time. So take a listen. This conversation is a lot different than most, I think. Um, we are going to talk about our weight. And yes. I don't know why it's so scary to talk about or so. That's not really scary, I guess. But I feel incredibly vulnerable talking about this topic because um, I don't talk about it. Like, I don't publicly talk about my personal weight and leaving the conversation open for public consumption either. Yeah. So this is, this is very much a stretch for me and I'm not super comfortable right now, but where do we begin? Our, our weight, women's weight. Um, Like, where do we begin with this conversation? I think, I think starting with what you just said is a really good place to begin because why is it that we don't talk about it? We don't feel, I mean, you and I have had conversations and I know I feel safe enough with you to have this conversation mm-hmm. and to record it. I mean, yeah, I'm not real comfortable right now, but the same, it's not something that I have always felt safe about talking about you know, even, even just with the people that was closest to me for the longest time. But part of that was just my own way of thinking and thinking, you know, trying to figure out, you know, based on what other people had said in my past and that kind of thing. And so I think as we age, it gets easier to talk about. Well, I think we realize too, I mean, look around. I'm the insecurities or the things I'm feeling. There's no way other women that are not super thin aren't feeling those things. Right. Like I'm not, (laughs) I'm not so arrogant that I think that I'm unique and special and I'm the only one that feels this way. There's, there's no, there's, there's no way. So, um, yeah, I just think that this conversation, th- number one, thank you for being willing to even talk about it with me. I know when we were texting the other day, I had mentioned I wanted to have the conversation, but it had to be with the right person. And then it went down to we're having the conversation together. And let's just do it. Let's just do it. <laughs> and I really appreciate your willingness to flesh this out with me because I'm not, you know, this is not fun necessarily. Not that it's not 
some things aren't funny about the conversation, but you know, whatever, or ironic or sarcastic or whatever. But so I think the biggest part, um, for me, that's makes it hard to talk about is because of the shame surrounding it. And I'm five foot three in three quarters. I'm short. So Mm -hmm. if I was 20 pounds overweight based on my height, it would look different than somebody that was, you know, 5'10 and 20 pounds overweight, right? So I'm well more than 20 pounds overweight. I will (laughs) say that. Um, And I, you know, I think I said this to you um, the other day that women or people, but we're talking about women, women that are bigger, it's like, it's an obvious or it's a struggle that can be seen from the outside looking in rather than you know, whatever other struggles going on, um, like with a, th- a thin person, like you, yeah. you, you don't look at them and say, <laughs> oh, I know they struggle with this thing or think, you know, you don't think that because it's not obvious that they're, you know, whatever. So I think that that yeah. is also hard because it's like an immediate judgment. Right. People immediately judge you when, when they see us. I mean, they, they do. We do. We all do. (laughs) Yeah. We judge each other, Mm -hmm. which is stupid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the older we get, I hope that we will realize that more and more that we should not be judging each other. Right. As women, especially. Especially. Yeah. I mean, but it's definitely a topic that I think we should be honest about. And that's what we're doing. So. Um, I, so my parents, you know, let's talk about genetics, at least on my end first. My parents are big people. My, all the guys in my family are just big people. Like I have a brother that's six, three and I'm sure he weighs well over 300 pounds. My dad is like six, one and just a big old guy. He probably weighs 300 pounds. Like they're just big people. My mom, I am shaped just like her and she has always struggled with her weight. Um, I do have a brother that's six, six. He's not by the charts. He's probably overweight, but he's not overweight. You know, he's just a big guy too. Um, so it's like something that I think is a genetic struggle. Just, just the underlying struggle there. Right. So I have these giant guys. And my mom is decent height, five six, probably five seven. And here I am, five three. You know, with the same genetics. So that's that for me is an even more more of a struggle. Um, so I've been the biggest friend. I've you know, like out of a friend group, I've always been the biggest one. Like yeah. my whole life, growing up and whatever. Now in my life, I'm not the biggest one. Not that. It's funny because it matters the least now who's the biggest and who's the smallest, Yeah, you know, but growing up, I mean, I've always been big, you know, and that's how I refer to it. Some people are comfortable calling themselves fat. Um, 
whatever, but I refer to, I refer to myself as big. I'm a big girl. So, um, what about you? Are do you, do you have like genetically, do you, what's the deal there? Well, you know, I was thinking about, and my mom, she's actually, she's always had, she's always struggled with her weight, but I will say that she's always been very, a very small person. She was 85 pounds whenever she got pregnant with me. She was like 18. She weighed 85 pounds. Yeah. And when she was, I think she said when she had me, when she was nine months pregnant with me, she was like, that was the first time she'd ever been over a hundred. And it was like, she was 115. So tiny woman. Wow. (laughs) Right now she's, you know, so when she gets up to 160, which is kind of a normal, a, a goal for me. Right. Right. Me too. <laughs> she feels extremely overweight. You know, she feels huge, you know, so that is a big person for her in, in her, from her perspective. So she was very small, but my dad, my dad's in my dad's side of the family, the women in my dad's side are all bigger, thicker, you know, carry weight, heavy, heavy up top, you know, I'm shaped just like the women on my dad's side of the family. So, <laughs> you know, the luck of the draw, who do I take after my mom, who was very petite and all of that, or my dad's, you know, and I happen to take after my dad's side of the family, but it's been interesting to, to see, you know, how, people treat each other based on their weight, you know, who's, you know, in, in, in our society, we, we, in the past, what I have noticed is we put a higher value on people who are thinner, you know? And, and so it's, that kind of drives, I mean, commercials and advertisers, you know, they have started recently, right. And then the last few years started embracing bigger people, big girls like us. But before then it's, it's like, you know, it's just kind of become a thing. And I'm so glad that it's become a thing that we're, that we're talking about it, that at least people are acknowledging it, you know, that, Hey, we do have worth. Yeah. We spend our money too. <laughs> we need yeah, bigger right? clothes, you know? So mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, we're making so money too. As far as, right. Exactly. Okay. Um, <laughs> so as far as genetics, I mean, I kind of, you know, my brothers are all tall, you know, and I'm, I'd say average height. I'm five, five. So I'm not, you know, I'd, I'd love to be a couple inches taller. Right. You know, I think like you, I think I'd carry my weight better. Spread that shit out <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so, so I, I've always, you know, you're talking about your, your parents, families being shaped completely different. I have said for years, I get my butt from my mom and my gut from my dad. like dang why did I end up with the best of both you know or the worst of both worlds right it's like daggone it what the heck it's not really it's not fair oh my god um you know that's 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 true like I do feel like not necessarily media but I think social media I guess and other things their platforms are acknowledging or including bigger people and and we have plus size models now getting used to have that. Yeah. Even though they're plus size is like a size 10, I think. 
um, or 12 yeah. at the biggest probably, but still, I mean, it's, it's come a long way. There's been lawsuits against clothing lines or clothing companies. Um, there's been, you know, I mean, things are, people are kind of acknowledging the fact that, look, that is not inclusive whatsoever because, you know, yeah. read the room, you know, you line up 10 yeah. women. How many of them do you think are going to be overweight by exactly. this, yeah. by the standards that I think are ridiculous, by the way, my husband, mm -hmm. okay. He is now, or he's lean naturally. He is like, you know, we joke that he has a superior genetics, um, because he is just lean. He's, I wouldn't say thin, but he's lean. He looks like a dang Coles mannequin and hasn't worked out in, you know, three years. He's, yeah. he, you know, eats like hell, you know, whatever. So some people just don't, <clears throat> you know, it, whatever genetics. Okay. Back to that. Right. But by the charts, he's overweight. He's six foot, six one, maybe. And because of how much he weighs on the scale, right? I mean, yeah, based on the BMI chart or whatever the it's called, he's overweight. And I'm like, what the hell? Are you kidding me right now? Are yeah, you kidding me? He's perfect. And I mean, perfect yeah. in a sense that society looking at him would think he's perfect. Like, yeah, his body, you know, so I just do not. And then you take somebody like me, right? Short and squatty. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, well, and it's like, of course, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. It's just the, the charts, I think, are the first thing that that really have screwed us. You yeah, know, the, the, charts, the, the expectations based on those charts. Yeah. And that we're all supposed to fit into those charts, right? Those charts, I agree. Those charts are, 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 are completely uh, based on, I think, arbitrary numbers because even, even when you look at little kids and I've got a lot of little kids in my life, they might be the same height and look the same, but you can pick them up and they weigh very differently. You know, I don't know if our bones are heavier. Some people's bones are heavier or more muscle. You know, we know that muscle weighs more than fat. So if you're more muscular, you're going to weigh more, even if you look to be the same size. And so that number, while it's a, a measurement, it's, it's not you know, it shouldn't define us. Is that, we shouldn't is it outdated? Is that an outdated measurement? Like where the hell did that come from? Yeah. I'm just some no doctors, idea. I guess, whatever. But is it so like, according to that chart, I'm so fat. I should not be able to walk to the mailbox to check my mail. Like seriously, like, whatever they want to call me. I'm going yeah. to repeat it because it's offensive, but you know, wherever I land on that scale or on that measurement mm -hmm. or guide or whatever, I should be dead. And yeah. we all know I'm not yeah. dead, you know? So yeah. I just, but and not functioning, you know, you're, right. you're not able to function or, or, right. or contribute to society in any way because you're, you know, yeah. Same. I mean, it's, it's really frustrating. Um, you know, I think too, that it, it, again, in my situation, and I feel completely vulnerable right now, by the way, talking about this, but I don't care what accomplishments or what experience I have or what degrees I have. 
I have found myself in situations walking into a room and feeling inferior because I was bigger than the other women I immediately saw. Yeah. And I don't, I'm assuming, well, I mean, that's, that's my issue, right? That's my issue. I mean, I'm not putting that on Mm -hmm. them because, um, it, that's my issue, but yeah, it's still like, I have a master's degree. I own businesses. Mm -hmm. I'm loved. I have Mm -hmm. a wonderful husband. I have wonderful friends. I, you know, life is not perfect by any stretch, but it's, it's pretty damn good, you know? And I, and I don't say still, because I'm finding two things. First of all, whoever you surround yourself with, there's not too many times I'm walking solo into a room and I'm feeling inferior anymore. But over the years, that has certainly been an issue, whether it was in church or whether it was in some marketing situation, you know, network marketing thing or, you know, whatever. Um, Not network marketing, marketing or networking, um, you know, situation where I have to sell myself or the chamber of commerce meetings, you know, any of those things where I'm walking in, you know, like. I don't know that that has really sucked, you know, over the years feeling just immediately feeling inferior. And I'm like, I can run circles around these people. Like there's no question. And yeah, I feel like I'm inferior and and then it, it ramps up anxiety or whatever else, you know, it's tough. It's tough. And I think it is. And, and a lot of, I will say, you know, that, I have days still where if I'm not at the top of my game, feeling good about myself and go into those situations, I can still have that come up because it's kind of like, that's been the pattern for the first 30, however many years of my life, you know, I absolutely felt inferior being overweight. So I might try to overcompensate by being smarter or being, you know, funnier or all these other things because, you know, but, but physically I always felt like I was, I was always the same. I was always the biggest girl in the room. I was always the fat friend. You know, I was always the one that everybody wanted to go eat with whenever they wanted to eat a whole bunch of food. You know, nobody wants to go walking with me or exercising with me, but I'm the one to call to to go eat, you know, kind of thing. And, and it was, it was, you know, it, it was, I want to say that a big turning point, and it's not like I've got this licked, but what I go back to over and over and over to remind myself that, that the size of my physical body does not determine my worth and, and not to compare myself to other women, you know, because really the only person I need to compare, even in when we talk about that, that number or weight you know, that's a measurement of, of how I'm doing physically and I can compare it to myself. But if I compare it to somebody else, that, that just doesn't make sense. But the moment for me, kind of going in a big circle, but the moment for me was when I, I saw another woman who was 
I, I really had a hard time for a long time looking in a mirror and judging how big I was compared to other people. You know, I just, I had a really hard time seeing myself, I guess, because I didn't want to look at myself in a mirror. But the moment for me came when I saw this woman who I thought was about the same size as me. And I was, I was like, Oh my God, she's beautiful. You mm -hmm. know? And I hadn't really had role models, bigger women role models that, that I knew in person that I could look at and physically go, oh my gosh, she's bigger and she's beautiful. And I'll say in, in, you know, not to say that there wasn't other bigger women in my life that I thought was beautiful, you know, family wise and that kind of thing. But she carried herself in such a way and she dressed up and she wasn't trying to hide in a corner, you know. Yeah, in oversized clothes or whatever. It, yeah. 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 You know, and so so it was I, that it just kind of hit me, you know, and and maybe there'd been a thousand beautiful women in my life. I just couldn't see it because of my own issues mm -hmm. with weight. I couldn't look at another bigger woman and see beauty. And until I could do that, until I could look at myself and see it, I couldn't look it out there. You know what I mean? So mm. it was like this moment where my, my vision shifted whenever I, I saw her and I was like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. And so, so not to say that when I walk in a room, I still don't have that. I mean, I hate having my pictures made because all I see is this. Yeah, sorry, I'm on, on the podcast, my, my double chin. You know, whenever I have a picture made and it's in my face, all I can see is my double chin. Um, if it's a full body picture, all I see is my stomach. You know, that's, that's mm -hmm. where my eyes go. Yeah. That's all I can see. And, and so I, you know, still avoid that kind of thing. So it's not like I've got it licked, but I know I have, I've grown a lot more than, than what it used to be for me, you know, as far as being able to walk into a room with women, like you said, yeah, now I walk into a room and I, I don't feel that inferiority, you know, because we've grown, we've grown over the years, but, but it's been, I mean, it's, it's been a challenge. It how is, long, how long ago still, still is a challenge. How long ago did you have that experience with this, seeing this woman? I'd say it was probably about, I want to say, well, maybe 12 years Okay. You know, 12, 15 years ago, I want to say I was either uh, right before I was 40, I, I, I'd say my late thirties, early forties, something I'm not very, gosh, I'm terrible with time. So it could have been, well, I know it was more, it was probably at least eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so eight to 12 years. That's a good frame. <laughs> I think. <sighs> I'm trying to think of if I had an experience like that. I do know, and this was probably shitty of me at the time, but really it was an insecure thing that I did. And it's been a long, long time ago. But if I saw a woman I thought was my size or a little bit bigger, I would ask whoever I was with, is that, am I that big? And there were, I've done that. and there were times where I, I can think of one time <laughs> that I went up and stood beside them 
from the like facing the other direction or whatever because you know I got my I got a booty okay um and been like okay like I'm gonna go over there and stand and you tell me like is this and, and maybe and that was had nothing to do with her had everything to do with me yeah and yeah. my husband is like you got you, you can't compare Jennifer you, you you're shaped different that's what he would always say and I always took it like oh yeah because I'm fucking bigger I'm, I'm bigger so you know th- that's why you're saying that because I'm so big you know yeah um yeah but we were at some I don't know what we where we were we were somewhere in an outdoor event pre-covid and I saw this girl and she was about my age I think about my size she was big um I don't, you know, I have no idea how big she was, but, or what size she was, but I remember seeing her and she was very well put together. Kind of like what you said, she was where, I mean, just her, her, um, what she was wearing is what I like the style I like and, you know, like whatever. And I remember seeing like, man, she's so confident. She's so beautiful. And that to me, It was a big deal because, and again, my husband and I talk about everything and that was something he said. He's like, man, confidence, you know, yeah, she looks absolutely confident, you know, like in, in, she is a pretty girl and she does look nice and she, you know, all the things. And it, it was, it was a big, it was a big deal, you know, for me at the time to see a bigger woman, to look so put together and to look beautiful into like all the things so it's possible there's plenty of confident big women out there and that's what I want to portray I am confident in my abilities I am smart and I you know all all the things like I I am you know I'm a catch Okay. So it's, yeah, yeah, completely. So it's, I find it so interesting because we both had that experience where we aren't real sure what we look like, you know, where, and we've probably. To other people, right? To other people. Yeah, to other people. Yeah. And, and even like, there's been times where I've caught myself in the mirror because I don't feel like. I feel healthy and vibrant and I feel good, especially, you know, the last little bit. But so, so I don't feel like I look a lot of times. So I'll catch myself in the mirror and be like, Oh, the hell is that? You know? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Whoa. That's what I look like, you know, or I see the picture, you know? And so, so it's, it's like, you know, we both have had that experience. And like you said earlier, it's not like we're the only ones I'm sure, but to me, that's, a real disconnect in our perception of ourselves and our body. So there's a disconnect between ourself, our, our, what, how we perceive ourselves, mentally perceive ourselves, or emotionally or whatever, and our physical body. There's, there's a separation there somehow. If we can't see ourselves, you know, and so, but then whenever we start to see other women who look like us and find the beauty in that, and that starts, we start putting that connection back together. So where I'm going with this, and, and it's just kind of coming up for me as you were talking is, 
I think it, you know, as much as I go back and forth between wanting to accept myself as is and love myself and then also wanting to get healthier, but not degrade myself, you know? And so it's like, until we can love ourselves and accept who we are as we are, you know, then, then that's when we can love the other people in our lives, you know? And, and I love that, you know, so many people, society and all of that, that people are coming around and, and, and accepting their selves especially this younger generation, man, I am loving, I'm kind of rambling here. No, not at all. Go ahead. You're good. (laughs) I am loving seeing these younger girls that are bigger in their crop tops and their mom jeans and letting it just be there. You know, I am loving that. I'm, I'm so inspired. I've seen, or I've heard, and it's funny because of the comments I've never been called to my face, to my face, of fat anything. I don't care what relationships, what enemies, none of that. I've never been called fat to my face. Now. Yeah. Behind my back, it's possible, but not to my face. Um, But there has been comments made through the years um, about weight, and I was the biggest one. Okay. So I don't know if these are passive aggressive or whatever, but you know, I've heard people make comments about other people, you know, saying fat is not an accessory. Mm -hmm. And then you're standing there and you're standing there. For example, like, you know, you're talking about these girls in the crop pot crop tops in the, you know, whatever jeans, skinny jeans or whatever. And in that case, when you said that, I'm literally, I remember somebody saying that, not directed to me, but about someone else in probably a half shirt or something like that. That's not an accessory, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, well, and even when women look at themselves and they go, oh my God, look at my stomach. I'm so fat. I'm so ugly. Well, if you think that about you and your stomach, then you must think that about mine because mine is bigger than yours kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Sorry, I cut you off, but. No, absolutely. I mean, I have had several instances and I hate to even spew them here, but you know, one thing that really gets under my skin is when you hear people say, oh, well, she's pretty in the face. Yeah. That will send me in to almost a rage because that is so degrading. And I mean, if you're going to call me fat, call me fat, but Oh, you're pretty in the face or something like that. I have, she's got a pretty, yeah, she's got a pretty face. She's got a pretty face. Yeah. The rest of her we can do without, but Exactly. They don't, you know, always say that part, but oh, she's got a pretty face. I was out to, (laughs) I was out to dinner one night late with friends. We just had an exhausting experience and whatever. And my girlfriends, it's like the girls and the guys, the girls were sitting at one table, guys were at another. And one of them made the comment about someone, I don't even remember why this even came up, but she was like, Oh yeah, she's pretty in the face. I just kind of flipped out on her. Like, 
that is the absolute worst thing in my book you can say to someone or about someone they're pretty in the face, but that was because it was, it struck a nerve with me personally. You know, it, it, it didn't affect them. Now this girl that said it was not a big girl. So I'm like, you don't earn, you don't have that right to say that because like you, you don't like, you don't struggle with your weight or you don't appear right appear to struggle with your weight. Um, and I'm telling you, I mean, I, I really, I was ugly. It just, it just hit me wrong at the wrong time, you know, but that is, that is definitely one of my things. Um, my ex-husband's grandmother, very, very lean, lean, lean woman. We were over at her house one time. And then of course it was a hundred years ago, but um, we were over at her house and she was describing someone and she said, you know, she's dumpy like Jennifer. Oh man. Dumpy. And I'm like, I would kill today to be as dumpy <laughs> as I was when she said that. Cause I'm Back like, then. that's a whole bunch of pounds ago. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. but I'm like, she didn't even, it didn't even, you know, didn't even cross her mind that that would be offensive to compare someone to me and say, you know, dumpy like Jennifer. I mean, I've had comment like comments like that over the years, but never yeah. a Jennifer, you know, okay, you're a fat, whatever, you know, or you're fat or, I mean, you know, and I don't, I don't know, but I'm telling you stuff like that is like way worse. I was called a fat bitch one time whenever I, we were, I, I was in a parking lot <laughs> and it was a guy in a car and, and I don't know if. I mean, apparently I was in his way or something in this parking lot because all of a sudden he comes by me and he's like, get out of my fucking way, bitch, fat bitch, you know, you fat bitch. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's the only times this is definitely X-rated. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to put the big fat E on this episode and I okay. didn't mean to do that. Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, stuff like that. I had this. I mean, and I can go way down this road. One more story and I'll stop because I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go sit in the corner and suck my thumb after this thing, try to get over <laughs> this, bringing all this stuff, trauma up. Right. I worked at a place where it was all guys. I was only female. I was the office manager. They were the technicians, you know, whatever. So they were gone during the day. I was there during the day, whatever. Well, I heard they used to, their workspace or desk were all in a big room um, that was separated from my office area, but the doors were always open. So we, you know, we could, Mm -hmm. if I wanted to holler at one of them, they could come up or whatever. Well, one of the guys, which was a kind of ironic that this is the guy that said it, considering he was big and stinky, (laughs) but he said, (laughs) you know, who would be hot as shit? Jennifer, if she lost 50 pounds. And that was, again, I would love to be the way that was then when he said that. Yeah. But I'm like, of all people, yeah. you're really, you're going to say that. But he was talking to yeah. them and I heard it. Gosh. I mean, and I'm, I, nothing. I was just like, oh my God. Like, are you kidding yeah. me right now? And he was talking about me. He wasn't talking about some other, I, you know, it was me. He was talking about. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. that, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, you know, we can do better. We like people don't realize how comments like that 
hurt somebody's soul. And it's like chipping away at somebody's worth, which is, again, an issue, my issue, but still it's hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is. I mean, and let's not talk about every time you go to the doctor because you have something wrong, whether I break my pinky toe, crack my wrist, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. The thing is like, you, well, you need to lose some weight. Like this happened because of your weight or it's like, I don't, I don't care why you're, if you're having, I don't, I don't care what it is. They always turn it back around to your weight. Yeah. Yeah. In my experience, I mean, what about you? Is your weight commented on whenever you go to the doctor? Well, I don't really go to the doctor very much anymore <laughs> just because of that. I mean, that's one of the things that, I mean, yes. And, and even, not even the doctors saying that, but even me feeling that way. Well, if I'd lose weight, then I wouldn't be having this problem. You know, that's, that's almost my internal dialogue more so than a doctor saying this to me. But, but yes, I mean, if you do go to try to get help with something, then, then yeah, I've been told that before. I've been told that before with, so especially after I had my kids, go ahead. Sorry. So here, so what about, and that's a whole nother issue. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, I guess I have more trauma than what I, than what I realized when we started this, um, you know, Oh, it's okay. Most people don't, or not everybody bounces back after having a baby. Oh, after yeah. weighing you. Right. So why do they weigh you every time you go in? If you're, if I'm going in because I think I, um, I don't know, have a spot on my skin that I want the doctor to look at. Why am I getting weighed on the way in? That's a good question. Yeah. Why, why am I getting weighed if I, you know, I mean, I don't know whatever people go to the doctor for. What, why are they getting yeah. weighed on the way in? Yeah, that's a good question. I hadn't thought about that, but, but I mean, I can understand when you're a kid and that being an indication of your growth and that kind of thing. But yeah, as an adult for things that are not related, not at all related. I mean, why Mm -hmm. they do have, and honestly, that's like, that's, I would probably go to the doctor more often if I didn't have to face that. And it's not that I'm not, I don't want to face my weight. I know how much I weigh. It's about having to face the person that's weighing me, I think. Or it's officially written in my record or whatever, whatever that is. You know, it's like, or because I know you've gained five pounds since the last time you were here or whatever, you know, like, yeah, that's, you know. I do think that I saw something where you can ask to not be weighed. Oh, really? I saw just recently, it's like a don't weigh me card or something that you can flip. So you don't even have to have the interaction with the person. Yeah. yeah like it's, yeah. it's kind of keeps, keeps you from having to say no or to have conflict, I guess. It's a card Yeah, that you, huh. I don't know if it's something you stick in your back pocket and take with you everywhere or if it's something that they have on the counter. And as you walk by, you grab it and say, hey, I'm waving my card. I don't know. Yeah. Stick it on my forehead. <laughs> on your yeah. forehead. 
Yeah. I mean, I want one of yeah. those, but I think that is a thing. Really? So, but I mean, really it's, well, you I know, but here's the other thing that I have noticed in my recent doctor visits. Um, the women weighing me are as big as I am now. Yeah. Because yeah. it is a weight being big is super freaking common. Well, yeah. And I think that goes back to our lifestyle and the foods we eat and all of that. And, and also not just, not just, I mean, it's, it's not, it's, hereditary it's you know it's a combination of all of these things and I think it's harder it's like the more evolved we become the harder it is I think to get the weight off because of the convenience and all of these other things you know it's just hard to for me I'll speak for me it's been hard to stay in what even feels healthy for me unless I exercise and eat the foods and do the things but then to do that that takes time away from all these other things that I want to do you know and so it's I think it is just more and more common because we're all doing the same thing we're all living our lives and just eating whatever we can whenever we can kind of thing you know and 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 it's it's showing I mean America in general is considered one of the most unhealthiest countries right so okay so let's let's talk about that yeah I said a whole lot didn't I there's a whole lot to unpack there well (laughs) okay so I think okay so I'm ambitious I'm a builder I'm like I'm focused I like I you know I'm I don't really know the word I'm looking for, but I'm also big. Mm -hmm. And in my world, especially in the last six years, since I've been fully self-employed, I've been building. Every ounce of energy I've had has been dumped into what I've been building. Yeah. So I've gained weight. I also love to drink and I'm not, I don't drink like a fish, but I do enjoy my wine. Um, Mm -hmm. like, I enjoy what well, my, my husband and I love to go eat cool, different foods in different places. You know, yes. we're, we, we enjoy life, you know, and what yes. I, one of my, my peeves, I think is when people assume, or I feel like, again, this is my issue probably, but I feel like people assume you're lazy if you're big. Yeah. Yeah. And I even have taken it a step further as to when I have been, like, if I take a day and, you know, COVID really has brought these days on, but when I take a day to do nothing, in other words, I'm sitting on my couch in my she shed, scrolling through TikTok or reading or not being productive based on what I feel like is productive, then I have a sense of a little bit of guilt and I start accusing myself of being lazy, but my beautiful bodied husband can lay on the couch all week. He's retired. He can, he can do whatever the heck he wants to, but (laughs) 
when people look at him, they don't think he's lazy. And I'm not yeah. saying he's not lazy. I'm not saying he's lazy. I'm just saying it, it's a double standard. If you don't, if you're not big or bigger, then you're not automatically assumed to be lazy. Lazy. But in a situation like this where we're bigger people or whatever, then you must be lazy and you must lay around and eat Rolos and drink Coke all day. Or, you know, I'm like, I have never in my life and apparently I'm missing out. I have never had a honey bun. I have never had a Twinkie. I have never had a Big Mac. Like all those things. I've never had any of those things. And I don't know if it's because I'm like, I, big people should not be eating that, especially in public. Or if it's because I just wouldn't allow myself to eat them. I don't know the reason, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just messed up. I think. And I also feel, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I I was just going to say, I don't think that it's even that it's those kinds of foods because I'm right there with you. I don't like that kind of stuff either, but I imagine that people might say, if I cared what people said, (laughs) people might think that I drink Coke and eat Rolos all day and lay on the couch, you know, that kind of, so I'm right there with you, but I don't think that it's, I think that where I go is, is even the foods that we're taught that are supposed to be healthy for us are not really healthy for us. They're not doing well for, and I'll say for my body, you know, like I, my thing, I do love food and I'm like you, we, you know, we like to go out to eat. We like to try different things and we like food, you know, the good food, but it's like, even, even that, whether it's the salt or whatever, I don't even know, but whatever it is, it's like our society our, you know, even when we're trying to do good things, it's still, our bodies are not able to process or whatever the way, the way Every, our bodies don't always process the foods the same way. So your husband can eat, you all can eat the exact same thing. He processes it differently than what you do, you know? And so we right. all individually have to figure out what works for us. So. Right. And I'm not necessarily comparing me to him. I mean, he's a man, he's six yeah. foot, yeah. higher metabolism, different genetics, you know, like yeah. I get all that, but yeah. yeah, for sure. And I'm just saying, because we're one of those couples that it's like, Oh, look at this nice, you know, whatever normal guy and this little short big girl. And so sometimes I feel like that's even being judged. He feels like we're being judged, which is both of these are like, we don't give a shit now, obviously, but because he's 12 (laughs) years older than me, you know? And so he's like, they're looking at me like, look at that old man. What's she doing with that old man? I'm over here thinking they're looking at you saying, what's that good looking lean guy doing with that little short fat girl? You know, I mean, so it's stupid. It is so stupid. But, you know, sometimes the back of your head, especially when we first got together and first got married or we're first dating or whatever, you know, it's like those thoughts were in my head. Um, so you said something about America not being, you know, being one of the least healthy nations. It's, I also, I guess take not offense because this is not a hill I'm going to willing to die on here, but not all big people are unhealthy. 
Oh, right. Exactly. I know someone that personally know someone that is a little petite woman. She chain smokes. She drinks a case of beer a night. She, Mm -hmm. you know, we, she and I have had this discussion because someone I, I either saw or heard or read or whatever about thin privilege. And I'm like, what is, this is very, very recent. And I'm like, what the heck is that? I've never even heard of that before. And we were talking about it and it's about the people that are thinner despite what they do or don't do. Yeah. Like my husband, thin privilege. He can eat like hell and still look thin or be thin or whatever. And then there's some people that can smell pizza and feel like they'll gain five pounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm one of those too. Yes. Um, <laughs> so you're like screwed either way. But, um, you know, and she's just like, I'm my whole insides are probably black, you know, but she yeah. didn't look like it. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, yeah, you totally can't. For me, I, because I'm a big girl, I'm, look lazy and unhealthy you know what I mean like yeah it's just stuff we face and again most of these are our own issues but we have these issues for a reason yeah there's some sort of foundational shit there I wasn't born thinking I was a big girl I wasn't born think feeling like I was judged when I go on it's because I was judged when I walked into a room at least once. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and so having the conversations and 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 it, it I think opens the door because you know, I think a lot of times people are ignorant and they say things and they absolutely. don't even realize the impact they have, you know. So absolutely. I think having the conversations and just putting it out there is is helpful. I mean, you know, you, you had made the comment a while, um, back when, you know, we were talking business strategy and different things that you're like being on stage, you know, it's something that you would absolutely do in front of thousands of people. And for me, there's no way in hell you'd catch me up on stage. And if, Mm -hmm. if I were to ever be in that situation, I will have be nervous and sick as crap leading up to it. Right. Um, I, I'm just, I don't like being the center of attention. I don't, I don't like that situation, but I think it's because of trauma like this Be, being yeah, picked apart, I mean, being picked apart. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I would not, I would be the same way. I would be sick. <laughs> it would, I mean, obviously I'm not comfortable with being on stage at this size either. Cause I'm not on stage at this size. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I mean that being the center of attention, especially whenever you've had, had that trauma. I mean, it is, it's, it's like, I don't want people to look at me because then they'll judge me the way that I've been judged or that I feel like I've been judged my entire life. I or totally the, get that. Or they'll judge me in the way that I have judged others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the other part Mm -hmm. of it too, is, 
am I thinking people are saying that about me or thinking that about me because I think that about other people or I think that about myself or I think yeah. that about myself. I mean, yeah. where does it stop or where does it start? It's just complicated. Yeah. I think it, I mean, it has to start with, uh, with us, with inter- internal. I think us talking about it and getting it outside of ourselves helps, but it all, to me, it all starts. Well, it started for me and changing the voice in my own head, right. About what I thought about myself and what I thought about other people, you know, me having that moment where, when I saw that woman and I was like, Oh my gosh, she's beautiful. You know, I've only like, like I've thought women are beautiful, you know, movie stars or, you know, women in magazines, but they've all been the thin, you know, the slender or whatever. So, so that was that turning point for me where it really got me going, Oh, you know, it's, I, it's, it's internal. It's yes. Things were said to me. Yes. Society sees me a certain way, treats me a certain way, all of that, but none of that matters. It's what's what I say to myself. I know I, I, kind of like what you said in the very beginning of this conversation, I struggle with, I love myself. I know what I'm capable of. I've had two children. I am, you know, running dead on into, you know, I'm in my forties. I am crushing life. I'm doing these things. I love myself. You know, like I struggle with that. I shouldn't say struggle with that. I believe that. But then also I have days with when I'm like, oh my God, this is unacceptable. I hate myself. Why did I do this? Why, why have I allowed this? Why, you know, did I drink so much through my divorce and started to gain weight then, you know, like, you know, it was the Oreos for me. Yeah, I I could never have another sweet anything in my life and be fine. But you take away my wine and we gonna fight, you know, (laughs) which, you know, it's my dessert. It's my nightcap. Um, But I do, I I go, I flip flop back and forth. Yeah. You know, and I do feel like a lot of it is how you, or your confidence or how other people see you is how you present yourself to, you know, that woman, you know, nicely dressed, taking care of herself, her hair looks nice, makeup's good, like all those things. And she probably does that for herself because she feels good when she is putting that on, you know? And I mean, I know I do. I perform much better. When I'm, I'm on my game much better when I do those things, when I wear the clothes that make me feel my best, when I wear makeup, when I do my hair and have a good hair day, you know, those things like it it does, it's, it's a, it's a game changer in the days about that in the past, that being our armor, you know? Yes. Absolutely. When I put on that makeup and I wear makeup every day, but when I put that makeup on, I feel like it's my war paint. Yeah. I literally look at it that way. 
I mean, I'm putting on my, <laughs> my war paint because I'm scrapping <laughs> to, go out for, into the world. Yeah. to go out to the world because I scrap for everything I have, mm-hmm. you know, and, but I, I know when I don't feel comfortable or don't feel confident because not only am I not, do I not look it, but like if I, and this is, this is silly too, but I guess wearing ill-fitting clothes or something that's too tight or something that's too big on you or whatever. It's like, I can tell when like my confidence level based on how I built myself that morning. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you, you can tell a difference in your confidence level I mean, based on how you look externally, you're, you're, you know, yeah, it's a reflection of how I feel inside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, and if I'm going into meetings or if I'm going to be somewhere where I have to present something, or if I'm walking into something with a bunch of other women or Benjamin, I mean, I'm kind of at the point now in my world, I don't care what men think. I do not give a shit about what men (laughs) think. I just do not. I love my men. Yep. I have excellent men in my life, but everybody else, I do not care what you think about me. I don't think that do not care. Yeah. Could not care less, but I do care what other women think about me. Yeah, I do care. And, and not that, um, I get my worth from other people. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, I'm a show up. I'm, I, I, women are my peers. Yeah. I'm Jennifer's going to show up, you know, and it, it's just, it's just different for me. Again, I, you know, when it, (laughs) uh, I don't mean to go way down that road, but like that's when I go to my monthly networking lunch and my monthly coffee hour with the same networking you know, people like I show up and I, I put forth my best foot and I, I show up confident because I have built myself to, to be confident that day. And not that I'm not confident every day, but it's outward. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. I think if you meet me on a day like that, you would know, like she's girl's pretty confident. Not, not in, in a good way, you know, right. Like I'm not, some arrogant whatever because I'm certainly not that but um yeah. it's just different yeah. I feel different on those days and I don't think and and I think a lot of women I mean I identify with that I think a lot of women do and I think it's important I think what's important about that is is you know you do what for you makes you feel confident you know, and then other women do what they want to do for them to feel confident, whether that's wearing makeup or not wearing makeup, right. you know, right. I've, I've, I've gotten to where, you know, I have, I, I still do wear some makeup and especially whenever I go out and I'm meeting new people for the first time, that first impression, you know, I, you know, and especially if it's business related or whatever, you know, you want, I want to put forth that first impression. 
But just like today, you and I both sit here with no makeup yeah. on, you know, yeah. and I'm totally comfortable with, with my inner circle. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and that kind of thing. So, so, you know, it's something that, that I think a lot of people do it to, to make that first impression, but we all recognize that that's, again, that's the external and it's bringing forth how we feel internally, externally, but. Now that you doesn't know, mean that people are on point in their dress and their makeup and their hair and all the things that doesn't mean that they're not struggling just right. because, and yeah. you know, that doesn't mean any of that for, I'm just talking about for me, right. I at least have in my head, I'm like, I, you know, I kind of look good today. I feel good. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have a good day. You walk different. Yeah. You drive different. Mm -hmm. Everything. Your energy is different. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I also know because I require it, especially from people I love in, in my circle, <laughs> that I require grace because I'm not a perfect person. And if you know me, you, you know, there's a, I, <laughs> at least I feel like there's a level of grace that, you know, like, I require, and I say I require, meaning I need grace from you, you know, and in turn though, especially as I've gotten older, I feel like I extend grace to others, meaning I'm, I'm like less, I'm overcoming judging others based on how I feel about myself. You know, it's like I'm, I'm looking at women and being like, it's okay that she's not what everyone else or what we would typically expect people to be at this point in their life. Or, you know, I don't know. I don't know exactly how to word what I'm trying to say, but it's like, I know that I'm, I have so many flaws and so many imperfections that I try to extend to other people the same grace. I feel like they have given me and accepting me and who I am and what I look like in my weight and yeah. whatever my potty mouth, yeah. my, you know, all the things it's like, I, the older I get, the more I realize we're all in this together we do yeah. it our own way, but we're in it together. And again, I'm talking about women because I don't care about the men. We're talking, I, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, uh, is that terrible? No. Yes, it no. is. But it, again, <laughs> you're extending me grace because you love me and you're going to let it go. But yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, okay. Um, <laughs> The, oh, I hear you. I, just, I, yeah. It's just who I am, man. <laughs> um, but I do. I feel like that that's, that has helped me a lot in looking at other women and being like, man, I'm not the only, like, I've surrounded myself with people that aren't perfect people. And I love that about them. I don't yeah. have anyone. There's no one on a pedestal in my life. We're all the same. We're just different. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's a good quote, right? We're all the same. We're just different. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, my therapist asked me the other day, she was like, you know, who do you kind of like, who do you want to be when you grow up? Like who, who do you admire so much that you want to be them or who's on a pedestal in your life? And I didn't know if this is the right or wrong answer. Don't know if there is a right or wrong answer, but I told her, I'm like, I don't have anyone on a pedestal in my life. I just don't. Because when I was in situations like that, or when I had people on pedestals, they constantly let me down and hurt me. Yeah. And it's because you, the expectation level, you know, you expect them to behave a certain way. You expect them to interact a certain way. You Mm -hmm. expect them to look a certain way. We could do a whole podcast on expectations and the trap that that is. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes, we get. (laughs) But I, you know, and she was like, that's excellent. And I'm like, now there are people that I admire, but even you can admire someone and not, you know, be let down when they don't do something that you think they should do. I mean, but anyway, I just, I don't know. I I feel like we're all women. We all have things. Some of our things are external and you can see them and pinpoint them. And some of us love the fact that we're big. Some of us Mm -hmm. would not be small if it was an option for them. Mm -hmm. Some of us are not going to have surgery to lose Mm -hmm. the weight to look different. Yep. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not having I'm not. surgery. Yeah. I'm either going to be big or I'm going to work my ass off and not be big, but I'll be big. You know, not because I'm not going to work my ass off because that's my genetics. I'm never going to be small. You know, and I'm not yeah. going to undergo surgery. And I know some people need it. Some people wanted to have it and I'll, that's perfectly fine for you, but not for me or for them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I also feel like there's the extremes that women go to in order to look a certain way. Well, but then you wonder if they ever accomplish that. Yeah. And, and, and extreme it's all, again, that's all in perception, right? What, what is extreme to you? might not be extreme to somebody else or absolutely you know somebody extreme might be putting on makeup every day you know that might be extreme right (laughs) for some people you know and then you know having all the surgeries and having everything I mean then there's you know what I think that you're thinking of as extreme (laughs) as you know all the surgeries and all that kind of stuff because they they well and I it's not like I know why they all do it but right my perception is that they're not happy with how they look and they want to look a different way, you know? And, and so it's, well, they don't want their knees to hurt. They don't want their knees Uh, to hurt. There's, I mean, I was thinking more plastic surgery, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, weight loss is prescribed weight loss and weight loss surgery is prescribed for a reason, right? What's upsetting to me is the scale in which that's determined. The scale as in the charts, the, I mean, for my height, I'm supposed to weigh like 120 pounds to be on point on that chart. 
the first time I got on a scale when I was like 12 years old, I mean, the first time I ever remember getting on a scale and knowing my weight, I was 112. <laughs> I mean, I was preteen. Yeah. At 112, you know, so. Pre-kids, pre-life, pre-everything. Yeah. <laughs> pre-everything. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, my left leg weighs 120 pounds. So there you have it. <laughs> you knock that sucker off. I might be closer, you know. I mean, I there don't There you know. go. There's just... <laughs> Let me cut the rest of my body. Just throw that sucker up there. There we go. I finally made it, you know, and to me, that's the, the, the the weight loss surgery. I mean, look, knees hurting, ankles hurting, back hurting, all the things. Those are real ailments that come with inactiveness and, or, um, weight, extra weight. Mm -hmm. I'm not denying that whatsoever. I choose not to go the surgery route to correct that problem. I guess that's the best way I can put it. My mother has had gastric bypass surgery. She went that route to correct mm-hmm. the problem. She's also had a double knee replacement. Like, mm. so whatever. But it's just, it's just, it, it's just different way to get it done. You know, either you work out, change your eating and, and you know, whatever, or you have the surgery and have to change your eating and hopefully work out, you know, I mean, it, it's just whatever, it's just whatever you're comfortable with. But for me, I'm not comfortable with that thing. I know lots of people that have had the sleeve or whatever. It's just not an option yeah. for me. I'm just not doing that. So yeah. I'll have a bunch of skinny friends and then I'll be the big one again, whatever. <laughs> I'm used to that. Right. <laughs> Oh, I'll be there with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Two of us against the world. Um, mm. So have you ever had family s- comment on your way with your mom being so small? <clears throat> I mean, you know, I think both of my parents, yes, my weight was, was commented on like every night at dinner, you know, it was, or if I was fixing a sandwich and I was putting mayonnaise on it, you know, I was reminded about how mayonnaise is fattening. And so I was reminded quite often. I mean, it was, you know, and I don't think that it was intended as a hurtful. I know it wasn't, it wasn't intended as a hurtful thing. It was intended to help me. You know, it was intended because they love me, you know, that, but, but yeah, I mean, it was, is that not a, is that not like a twofer? Twisted. But like a twofer. <laughs> like I can help you and hurt you at the same time. Like I can hurt well, you. And, and I know your parents were not malicious in what they were saying. No. But it was hurtful yeah. or could have been. Yeah. Be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it kind of was like. It, it was, yes. Thanks. Thanks for the. Thanks. I didn't know that mayonnaise was fattening and <laughs> also thanks for hurting my feelings. You know, I mean, it's just like, yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, and, and like I say, I mean, yeah, the, it, it, it was, it was not that it was an insult or malicious or anything like that, but it was a reminder. Oh yeah. I'm fat. Something's wrong. I need to be fixed. You know, and 
and I can't sit here and say that if I had a child who was struggling with their weight, I wouldn't say the same thing, you know, say, you know, that mayonnaise, you got to watch, you know, watch what you're putting on that sandwich. You know, I, I don't, even though in reflection, I know that, you know, you don't want to do that, but as somebody trying to help the other person, I can totally, I could totally see myself saying that to a kid in, mm. in helping them thinking I was helping them. And I think, I think and so, timing is everything though. Don't you? Well, yes. Yes. Like if we're, and, if we're and, really talking about what's fattening, and what's not, let's talk about it at the time or like in that conversation and not when I'm making my sandwich with mayonnaise. And well, in, in the, in, in the, right. Not at the, at the time that you're making your sandwich and getting ready to eat it. Because it's like, cause yeah. I'm taking offense to the mayonnaise thing because I put mayonnaise on French fries. I put mayonnaise on everything. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's some things I'm not to willing to live without Leanna. Okay. And mayonnaise is one of them. Mayonnaise is one of them. Okay. <laughs> I will have my mayonnaise. I hear you. But you know, I mean, but you know what I mean? It just seems like if you want to, I mean, really, if you're concerned about somebody's weight, have that conversation privately, have that conversation at right. the right time, Right. have that conversation yes. and be, make sure that you have enough deposits in that person that you can make the huge withdrawal of a conversation about their weight. Yes. Right. Yes. Like, like strangers do All not have, above. strangers do not have the creds. To come up and be like, you know, you shouldn't be eating that Twinkie or oh. whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, don't. Yes. And, and just because you're on a weight loss journey doesn't mean that you have the right to talk down or suddenly be an expert to people that are not on that same journey, not in that same place. Right. Yes. That's yeah. not, let's be good humans here. You know? Now, if you're having a conversation with somebody and it comes up or whatever, that's, I mean, shoot. Yeah. Let's have the conversation. We're having the conversation right now, but yeah, yeah. don't, don't be a jackass about it and make people feel bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm telling or... you right now, shaming a big person is not the way to help. We feel enough shame. Okay. Yeah. We feel enough yeah. shame. I mean, it's, it's about being compassionate. It's about being sensitive. It's about, you know, it, it, because a lot of that, when I think back to that, you know, in the, in the, and I'm doing air quotes, helpful comments that mm -hmm. were made that, you know, and, and not just, I mean, it's, it's like what you said, your, when your grandmother described you, you know, it's, it's just, it was not a big deal. It was not a thing, but it, but it's, knowing knowing the person well enough to really love them not just let the words tumble out of your mouth however they may you know and, and not be thinking about it it's yes you take the time to have the conversation if you're truly concerned otherwise let it go yeah but I, I, and sometimes you just yeah. need to mind mind your own damn business oh yeah i mean yeah because you don't know i mean there's people that can't lose weight there's people that are incredibly active and they're still big people. There's people that are like all every, they are completely healthy and they're big. And there's people that are completely unhealthy that are small. Yes. So let's, yes. you know, let's 
if if you don't want a fight, mind your own damn business. <laughs> I mean, and that's how I feel about mayo. it. Yeah, and I will be eating yeah. my mayo, and I'm going to eat my mayonnaise in public. <laughs> okay, like I'm not. Oh, yeah. You know, there's there's, and this is so sad. There's people that won't eat certain foods in public or with friends or whatever, because they feel like they're going to be judged based on what they're eating. So they have a little rabbit salad. I mean, that's, that's so I under, I 100% understand that 100% because I've been in that situation, but like, it's just so sad. That mindset is really, really sad. Yeah. You know, it's, Well, I don't know. I guess I wonder why we are not able or should not enjoy life and food like people that don't have their struggles on the outside of their bodies can, you know, like, yeah, it's just, that's, it's just sad or people that eat in their cars because they don't want to eat around, you know, at the, in the break room with their coworkers. Because they're ashamed, you know, I mean, yeah. I've heard stories of that too. That breaks my heart because yeah. look, let's face it, you know, just, just because somebody's a bigger person doesn't mean they don't, they aren't incredibly valuable, wonderful humans. Exactly. Exactly. And there's no, but there's no, it, there it, weight in my book should not even come into play on any of these conversations about somebody's business, their net worth, their value, their confidence, their, none of that, even their appearance. Mm -hmm. If someone's a beautiful person, they're a beautiful person. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're brown, green, purple, fat, big, small, petite, (laughs) freaking giant, whatever, there are beautiful Mm -hmm. humans everywhere. Yes. And it makes me sick. And this is coming from somebody that again, I have, I live in a world that some days I'm like, Oh my God, you're so gross. Why did you do this? And also like, I am large and in charge. Okay. Like I struggle, (laughs) I I go back and forth between the two. Yeah. You know, and and I'm thankful that I'm now at the place where my large and in charge is more prevalent than me loathing myself. The thing where I go back and forth is, you know, because I'm, I'm total agreement with you. I'm going to eat what I'm going to eat and I'm going to eat it when I want to eat it. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to give up that food, but I do know that a lot of times I feel bad. And so I go back and forth between that acceptance and just totally accepting me. And then I want to go and eat. I don't know. Trying to think of something that made me feel bad recently, (laughs) but I'll say a bag of Doritos. I want to eat some Doritos or something. And and then I'll physically feel bad the next day. And then I'm like, okay, so now, now I want to be healthier because I don't, I want to be able to eat, and I'm saying Doritos and I don't even really eat Doritos that often. Now, if you have a bag here, I'd, I'd eat some. But, <laughs> I will participate yes. in that event. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm not too proud. <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. But you know what I mean? It's like sometimes, 
you know, we can eat out at a restaurant and, and the next day I just feel terrible. And so then that's where I start going. I start beating myself up. Oh, well, I ate that food and oh, well, you know, and now I feel bad. And then I, I find myself in that cycle where, okay, well now I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to exercise or I'm going to eat better. And, you know, because I don't want to feel bad, mm-hmm. you know, I go down that path and then I flip back over to the, I've got to accept myself. And, you know, I constantly am going back and forth between accepting myself as I am and then wanting to, well, wanting to eat when I want to eat and not feel bad. That's really what it's about. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, feel bad. so this is how I have, um, and, and I'm not perfect. Right. So I don't do this all the time, but in a, um, wonderful world, right. For me, if I, again, we like to eat out, we don't eat out all the time, but we do eat out. And when I, am eating out, I'm going to get the thing I want. I'm going to eat good. And I say good, meaning it's going to taste good. Mm -hmm. So what I have found is to not overeat, to still feel good, to not be miserable because this thing is so good. I'm going to eat it all. I get a to-go box. When my food gets there, I cut that sucker in half and depending on what it is, sometimes and in thirds and, and just eat what's left on the plate after I take the, the balance or the, the rest of it and put it in the yeah. to-go box. And I kind of trick myself into thinking, this is so good. I'm going to eat this twice. Yeah. So I yeah. eat, so I get to eat this thing two times. I'm so excited because I love this yeah. food. So, but then that also <laughs> helps me not overeat in one setting. Right. So I have a half yeah. portion at my meal and then a half portion for lunch the next day or dinner the next night or whatever. And I'm getting to enjoy the food yeah. that I'm out eating. So that, that really has yeah. helped me. And when I'm disciplined enough or when I know I'm going to eat really bad, AKA good, it's going to taste really, <laughs> really good, but I shouldn't eat all of this in one setting. When, when I'm mentally prepared going into a restaurant and I'm not absolutely st- starving and thinking I'm going to just eat the whole damn plate I get a to-go box and my food comes like literally I won't touch my plate until I'm like can I have a to-go box please swipe off half the food I eat half the food I'm happy because I had the yummy food and then I'm also happy because I get to have it a second time so that's been helpful for me yeah yeah it's been really helpful that's a really good idea rather than eating until I'm full and then like oh can I get a to-go box for the rest of this you know piece of whatever, you know, it's like, I'm determining how much I'm going to take to go before I start eating. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've had a friend and I, we, we did a a weight loss. um, I want to, I'll say challenge kind of thing. I don't remember. It had a name. I, I don't remember what it was now, but, but that was, that was a big learning curve for me to not overeat, you know, to, to, make sure and because yeah the the subconscious or unconscious cleaning your plate eating until your plate's clean you know without even thinking about it I mean mm-hmm. that you know that that did some uh <laughs> that that caused some some problems you know gastrointestinal problems you know whenever I was 
younger or especially like around the holidays when you have the huge place of food. So going through and yes, watching portions and eating just a smaller amount of things and then you get to enjoy them longer. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And knowing your body to know when that is to know, you know, okay, I can have three bites of this or, or, or whatever to, to, you know, we talked about our being disconnected from our body. I kind of had to relearn to listen to when my body was actually full mm-hmm. versus just eating everything on my plate, you know, and, and that was an eye opener. I don't remember if my parents made us eat everything on our plates, but I do remember having to sit or if we didn't eat our whole dinner, it was our next meal. Like they'd wrap that sucker up and put it in the fridge and that was our next meal. So we're like, just eat it now, get it over with kind of a <laughs> man- mentality when you're, when we were kids. Um, yeah, I think, I think I also, I think one year, I say one year, it's pretty bad, right? It's been, it was, I think I was doing Weight Watchers at the time. Um, I cooked like for my family, I've since, gosh, as long as I can remember now, probably 10 plus years, I have actually more like 15 or longer. I've been the one that cooks holiday meals and, you know, you spend all that time, that energy, that money, all the things on cooking the meals. And I remember one year I had, you know, my brother was in and his wife and um, my parents and my kids. I don't even know if my youngest one was born yet, but um, they all went through and made their plates or big overflowing, massive plates of food. And I came around the corner with a side plate, you know, the smaller plate salad plate or whatever it's called. And then I just put Mm -hmm. little, pieces of whatever I wanted on there and they looked at me like I was insane but in my head I felt like again I was tricking myself I have a full overflowing plate here yeah and yeah that again I did I did really really well with that I'm like okay because I've already trained myself I don't get seconds I could not I honestly don't remember the last time I got seconds of anything even if I want it that's just one thing I'm like, put my foot down. That's like an excess that that is a no for me. I can't do it. So when I have this little plate, you know, and I'm not doing seconds and that sucker might be tall piled up on there, but it's still a little plate and it's a portion of the food that I would have eaten. If you had a big, if plate. I had the big yeah. plate, cause I'm still going to fill that sucker up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's so, a great trick. Yeah. But I'm telling you, you should have seen them look. And this is my family. They're all big people. My, you know, the ones that have not had gastric bypass surgery, um, at least at the time (laughs) back then, they, none of them had had it yet. And they're all big people. I'm not an exception here. Like we're all big. At one time I was the smallest out of the bench, you know, but their eyes got huge and they're like, like, you're crazy, you know, for showing up this little bitty plate. Like it works for me. So whatever. But, um, yeah. I think, I think this topic is something that we probably, I know you and I talk about it. I, I mean, my husband and I talk about it not that often because it's not an issue in my home. Like it's not yeah, something that, oh my God, Jennifer, you're big. 
you know, this is not something that. No, it's something that you want to talk about. Yeah, it's something I bring up. I mean, this is never, my husband has never yeah. been like, holy crap, you need to lose some yeah. weight. Never has come out of his mouth. No, no. He, because he, he wants to keep living, husband. right? <laughs> <laughs> he knows yeah. he will die. <laughs> I'm kidding, but, um, you know, I mean, but we've had conversations we've had conversations about weight loss surgery and he has prior experience with yeah. it. You know, my mother, not that I'm around that that much, but my mother's had the surgery. So here we are fast forward, you know, a year and a half later and, and, you know, we're seeing results from that and, you know, whatever, but it's, um, I think it's definitely something that we need to talk about. Yeah. Because I know yeah. I'm not special in having these <laughs> thoughts. Right. I mean, there's, there's lots of us that struggle with our weight. And then here's mm-hmm. the other thing too, is, I, and again, I'm not in the dating world and I'm very thankful for that, but men, look, there's men that love big women. And not because that's their preference, just because they love women. And if their woman happens to be big, whatever. But there's also a lot of hate, I think, thrown around in the dating world on women that are bigger. You know, mm-hmm. it's like from from men or from other women, depending on what they're dating. You know, like, I think that's unfortunate, too. That's a whole other, I mean, that, yeah, that in itself is a whole other conversation. When you were talking about. Um, you know, women who won't eat what they want to eat out in public because they're around people who order salads, but then when they go home, they eat all this other stuff. You know, it's what I thought about was, you know, there's been memes I think made about women who will eat small meals, but then when they're on their dates and then go home and eat more. And it's, it's, and it's because of, I think that, I don't know if it's a stereotype. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is, but it's, I think it's because women feel like, you know, this guy is not going to accept me if I chow down on something, but then I don't know. There's probably a lot of guys that appreciate a woman who can chow down. So like, hell yeah. I don't know if we can make, (laughs) yeah, I don't know if we can make big, (laughs) my friends statements about men. Yeah. My friend has a, a grown daughter in, she told me this story that when she, when her daughter started dating her husband now, but started dating him, they were talking about going to a, a Tex-Mex restaurant here in town. And they said when she first, when they were first dating, she would order this burrito, which is massive. And she would cut it in half and eat half of it on their date and take the other half home. And so they were kind of laughing that when she was with her family, she'd eat the whole dang thing. But on this date, you know, she would eat only half of it. And apparently in some of these conversations they were having as a family, her husband, I don't know if they were just dating at the time or if they're already married, but he was like, she eats the whole dang thing now. You know, like that was short lived. <laughs> <laughs> she ate half of it. Then yeah. we were, you know, first dating and now she's holding, <laughs> you know, and it's funny. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's just like, we're people, we're hungry. We love food. You know, I call it pre-gaming, by the way, when you don't want to eat a big bunch of food, (laughs) you eat before you go and then you really are not hungry. So you're not struggling when you're sitting there picking at the rabbit food, you know, it's (laughs) pre-gaming. Got a (laughs) pre-game. 
<laughs> All right. Thank you so much for having this vulnerable conversation. I don't know that we've solved anything here, oh, gosh. but I think just you know, talking about know. it is good. Yeah, exactly. I think so too. I think so too. And, and there's so much more we could talk about too. I mean, there's, oh my there's, gosh, it's just, it's an ongoing conversation, right? So for sure. And certainly one that you and I will continue to have and maybe yes. come back on here and talk about some other specific things too. Yeah. Cause we could talk yeah. forever. Although we're not in the hot <laughs> tub right now. Yeah. We need to plan for the hot tub next time. Yeah. I don't know, can we do this in the hot tub? <laughs> yeah. I wish we could. Cause I'm telling you, here's a funny little tidbit of information for people that don't know this. Um, Leanna and I have incredibly busy schedules. And she's doing her thing. I'm doing my thing. And we can never, or I shouldn't say never, but we rarely get to hook up to hang out. So there's some times that I'll text her at like eight o'clock at night and be like, Hey, do you want to come get in the hot tub? Just random. <laughs> and she shows up and we get in the hot tub and stay out there for like three hours and yes. solve the world's problem. My family's gone to bed because we got work in school in the morning, but we're out there in the hot tub solving the world's problems. Spending our quality time in the hot tub. Yes, we are. Having our hot tub talks. <laughs> yes. They're the best for the sure. Hot tub talks. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> All right. It. So I'm going to let you it. go. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, these are hard conversations, but they need to be had. So I yeah. really, I appreciate your Thank time, you. Lena. Thank you. I love you. Love you. <laughs>